The whole generation is crying out to you for you to leave your gifts for them. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have Miles Monroe again joining us, and he is going to be doing part two of his series, The Power of Purpose and Vision. I hope you enjoy Miles Monroe. And such is life. People live all these years going to the same job, making other people rich, and they die in their poverty. Can I suggest to you that these five questions can frustrate you? I spent the last 37 years of my life researching these five questions. That's why most of my books out there are selling so well, because I deal with the issues that touch the reality of who you are. We have to deal with these questions no matter how cute you think you are. That's why we fake it so well. We make people think we know where we're going and who we are. And so we put on other people. We go to places we hate. We walk around as if we know where we're going. And we go in circles. We drive the best cars to nowhere. What a frustration life must be. Listen, young woman, young man, I'm glad you're here this morning. I don't want you to be like your parents. They are frustrated. It's rough. And so because we can't find these questions, we join gangs of people who don't. We join gangs, not like just street gangs, we get gangs called country club. It's a gang where people get together and they talk about nothing. No purpose, no, no destiny. That's why they got time to spend in a club. You were not born as an experiment. That's why I always tell people that the greatest tragedy in life is not death. The greatest tragedy in life is something worse than death and it's life without a purpose. It is more tragic for you to be alive and not know why. Than to be dead and not know life because a dead man doesn't have to give a reason for his day and this is why I'm convinced that most of us die never knowing why we were born even Christianity doesn't deal with the questions alone People are born again and still don't know why they're here, what they were born to do, what their true potential is. One day I was asking God as a teenager, I said, oh God, what is the most important place on earth? What is the wealthiest spot on earth? And the Lord gave me an answer that blew my mind. First of all, I thought that the wealthiest spot on earth was the oil fields of Iran, Iraq, Kuwait, and the Oman. I thought that the wealthiest spot on earth was the diamond mines of South Africa. I thought the wealthiest spot on earth was the, was the silver mines of Central America, or the gold mines of South America. I thought the wealthiest spot on earth 
was the seas of the Bahamas or around the barrier reefs of Australia. I thought the best spot on earth was those beautiful mines in the Soviet Union where they make uranium. I thought that the, the red spot on earth was the, the wonderful deposits of precious stones in the world. But then the Lord told me that the wealthiest spot on earth is not the gold mines. It's not the diamond mines. It's not the oil fields. I found that the wealthiest spot on earth is not too far from your house. You probably pass it every day on your way to work. The wealthiest spot on earth on this planet is the cemetery. Why is the cemetery so wealthy? Because you see, buried in the cemetery are books that were never written. The cemetery is filled with music that was never played. It's filled with paintings that were never painted. The cemetery is filled with poetry that no one has ever read. The graveyard is filled with visions that never became reality. The cemetery is filled with dreams that died as nightmares. The cemetery is filled with businesses that never opened. The cemetery is filled with inventions that no one has ever used. The graveyard is filled with great men who died as paupers and alcoholics. The cemetery is a rich place. It's filled with great women who died as prostitutes and drug addicts. The cemetery is filled with solutions that no one has ever had a problem to solve. People have died with remedies that the world has never used because they died with the ideas in their head. The cemetery is filled with leaders that died as followers. The cemetery is filled with answers to questions that were never asked. The cemetery is a rich place. It's filled with ideas that no one has ever been enjoying. The cemetery is filled with products that no one has ever used and sitting next to you is a cemetery candidate. That's why I came to Australia. I flew 24 hours to come here because the Holy Spirit told me that there'd be in this meeting people who don't know how close they are to the cemetery and they're full of treasure. I came to Adelaide because sitting behind you is somebody with a song no one has ever sung, a book no one has ever read, a magazine no one has ever published, a dream that no one has ever seen, an idea no one has ever benefited from. Sitting next to you are great people that no one knows yet and the graveyard might get them. I came to Adelaide for this brief moment because I'm driven by a passion. And that passion is God sent me here because I'm afraid that sitting next to you is a candidate to add to the wealth of the cemetery. I really came here with one hope and that hope is to help you die empty. You were born to die like, like Paul the apostle. It is finished. I've finished my course. I've kept my faith. You're supposed to die like Jesus. I've finished. Die like Moses. I've seen it. Don't die old. Die empty. Some of you were supposed to be dead a long time ago. But the reason why God extends life is because you are still full of stuff. Being old doesn't mean you are blessed. It might mean you are ignorant and hard-headed. Don't laugh. He has why. Jesus died at 33. Is that old? No. But he was finished. 
Have you found your treasure? You came to earth to make a deposit. You came to earth to leave something with us. Not your mortgage payments. Not your bills. But your gift. Tell your neighbor, die empty. Come on, say it loud. Tell them again, die empty. See, the people sitting around you are carrying gifts that belong to you. Whatever God gave you to give to this planet does not belong to you. It belongs to us. What do you call this wealth in the cemetery? I found out what it is. Write it down. It is the word potential. The graveyard is filled with God's deposit of potential in human beings. They keep taking the dreams to the cemetery. And I came here, sent by God from a faraway country to tell you, you must not die full. What is potential? Write this down, number one. Potential is defined as dormant power. Potential is untapped strength. Potential is hidden ability. Potential is unused success. How many people are sitting in here and they are still in the failure zone? We haven't seen the real you yet. I know you're 70, but you still haven't revealed your true self yet. And the graveyard is getting closer. You keep procrastinating on the books that God told you to write 10 years ago and the kids can't read them because you got them and you're going to steal it from the generation. The whole generation is crying out for you to leave your gift for them. The reason why I worked so hard and I produced and done television work and, and, and build buildings and, and establish schools and, and write books. Why? Because I can't afford to rob the next generation. Procrastination is a thief of generations. untapped power much of what you've done so far is nothing compared to what you're supposed to be doing well that was miles monroe and you can find that clip on youtube if you search under the power of purpose and vision miles monroe also you can find out more information about him at his website monroeglobal.com well, that is all I have for you today. I hope you have a wonderful day today, and I will see you again tomorrow for another episode of Morning Moxie. Have a great day. God bless.